Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pure Mind Magic. When you are brand new to this show, I would be really happy if you could hit the subscribe or follow me button. With that, you won't miss any of the upcoming episodes. For today, I have prepared a very special interview for you and have a really thrilling guest. His name is Dr. Mac, and we will talk about the magic of music. Dr. Mac actually is a singer, songwriter, and producer. He already has written and produced more than 100 songs. He especially does that for children, and Dr. Mac is really a lot into brain science, explaining which effects listening to music can have on our brain, like enhancing our performance, concentration, and everything else we are doing, even looking into relationship and parenting by listening to the right music with the right content. We will explore all of that in this upcoming episode. And also he will tell us about the elementary school musical he has put together. And what is really interesting, we will also talk about how to recycle relationships Have you ever heard of this before? I'm not. But Dr. Mac explains how we can do that and what we can do with our brain while listening to music. Here is for you, live on the show, Dr. Mac. Hi, Dr. Mac. Welcome to Pure Mind Magic. Hello, Jennifer. Glad to be here. So nice that you are my guest today, and I myself have to admit that I'm really curious about our topic today to dive into brain science and especially what music can do to enhance the brain and in general for kids and adults. So I have a long list of questions. Before I ask you all of them, please, Dr. Mac, introduce yourself to our audience. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, so my name is Dr. Mack, but I'm also known as Don McManus, PhD. I am a clinical psychologist specializing in work with kids and families, and I'm the author of a couple of books on parenting. And uh, in addition to my psychological work, that's sort of one hat that I wear. I am a professional children's songwriter. And all the way back to uh, being the music director and songwriter for J.J. the Jet Plane, which was a song, a uh, a animated cartoon on PBS for years, and then since then I've, I've also been writing a, a number of songs for a variety of different projects. So I've sort of melded the two worlds that I'm so fascinated with, and that's the world of psychology and what do we know about the brain and its applications to parenting and, and to relationships, and also 
to, uh, to give kids tools and ideas for how they can get along better through, through the magic of music. So it's both psychologically focused uh, is, is my biggest focus, and then uh, how music can play such a huge part in helping people uh, learn new concepts and, and uh, put them into action. Wow, that is just amazing. And you already mentioned it, that there is this magic of music. And I found that on your website too. And obviously that resonates very well with me. So can you describe where there is something like magic to music? What's the magic? Okay. Uh, well, you know, there's, there's just been a ton of research on this and, 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 We could say that music isn't necessary for human survival, but but something inside of all of us craves it. I mean, there there is not a when anthropologists look at various cultures, there's not a culture that doesn't have music as the backbone of a lot of how stories are told and how people connect with each other. In the brain research, we know that it it releases endorphins. That's that feel good kind of chemical and makes us feel happy and energized, and it it actually lights up the same. Uh, uh, Or activates the same you know, centers of the brain uh, that are activated or stimulated by food and sex, if you can believe that. Uh, the specific parts, the three main parts of the brain that are activated with music um, are language and hearing and rhythmic motor control. One of the most fascinating things that I have discovered in the last five years of research is that uh, if you're actually listening to a song, Your motor cortex in the brain, which is sort of the movement part of the brain, it lights up as if you're dancing to a song. If you're attending to a song, your motor cortex is lighting up just as if you're dancing to it. So, boy, what a powerful thing. So just in general, you know, it, it, it helps people feel more cooperative with each other, uh, more creative. And, um, you know, when we talk about the comparison of different countries it's it's the only thing music is the only thing worldwide that we spend more on than prescription drugs so that's why i say it's it's it's, it's in effect almost magical medium for learning and retaining information you know so one of the examples i use i don't know if it's true in in, uh, in your culture in scandinavia or wherever but in in the united states that whole You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, when people are going through the alphabet and they're filing things, they actually sing that song in their head almost almost invariably because, uh, you know, you remember things just like you, you most of us remember songs from when we were four and five years old. And we remember the lyrics to those songs. And the reason we do is because there's ways that it's activating different aspects or different uh, elements of the brain at the same time. So that's the magic. Very good answer to my question. So Dr. Mack, I remember back in school when I did my A-levels, I was really fascinated by speed reading, super learning, uh, deep learning, memo techniques, and all that stuff. And I came mm. across that it is really great for your brain and that It is easier to learn when you listen to a lot of classic music and that this classic music also kind of rewires your brain and it's easier to learn. Is this uh -huh. true? Well, I'll tell you what's true and what's not so true. There was this um, study that came out about 15 years ago and they called it the Mozart effect because what they found is that when people are listening to Mozart while well, they're doing like 
that there was an enhanced uh, capacity for learning. Well, it took about, about another seven years and some more research came out and said, no, it's not all about Mozart. It's not about classical music. It's any music that has uh, a positive feel to it and um, that has more major chords than minor chords. So that's that kind of happy feel to the music rather than, you know, sort of the droll minor tones and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I haven't specifically done research on the learning ability that's enhanced by, um, by the songs that I've written. But what we, what we do know is that there's definitely uh, a, a degree to which music can really facilitate learning. I would say that there's an exception to that. If you're trying to focus on stuff that's kind of hard and new and you're listening to rap music or things that are kind of, you know, way more um, harsh, then it's probably not going to work. Although there's, there's no research that I'm aware of about, uh, you know, that kind of comparison. Okay. I see. So let's look into another field. I also, read a couple of articles that said that when people are listening to music while they are working out, that what they do, their performance increases by about 30%. Same effect when they are out running. They, they are capable of delivering a better performance just by listening to music, as I said, up to 30%. What do you think about that? I think that's great. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that we know why that is. Um, I mean, we know that when people are doing music together, there's this sync that happens in people's brains. Um, and that, that, or that connection between people's brains is in part because we start to breathe with one another. And it's that breathing with one another that, um, You know, I, I sometimes playfully call it a conspiracy because conspiracy means actually with with breath. The word spiritos is breath in, in Greek and that kind of thing. Um, so I say, well, you know, you give your kids a, a conspiracy and, and sing with them and that kind of thing. Um, exercise alone has dramatic effects on, on, on all kinds of things in terms of um, you know, giving us major neurotransmitters, you know, dopamine, in addition to endorphins. Uh, I would imagine then that if you're, if you're actually, you know, exercising and also listening to music, you're, just, you're sort of getting a double whammy there. That's, that's kind of like the best of all worlds. Yeah, I was about to say that. So this would be like the perfect natural drug, right? To combine listening to your favorite music and working out. Exactly. Well, you see a lot of people doing that these days. So. The only thing I would say, though, as an additional thing that's a little bit uh, a cul-de-sac or, or a, a, an offshoot of this discussion is that uh, people actually do better if they're exercising outdoors than if they're indoors. And I think there's something about nature, green, or exposing yourself to the natural environment that, that's also uh, a quite powerful influence. So I, I don't necessarily advocate, you know, if people are starting to exercise, uh, you know, well, just throw on some headset and go to the gym and work out on the treadmill because there may be maybe even more enhancements from being nature. A lot of us are a bit too nature deprived and, and trees are a really important healer. Yes. Yeah. So Dr. Mack, can you give us some insights on what is happening inside our brains while we are listening to music? Well, It would be that same answer that that there's these all these areas of the wind that light up. Um, 
you know, the endorphins, the, the, um, the, the areas of the brain that are, that are, you know, like learning and memory and, and, um, and meaning formation, retaining information and that kind of thing. So, um, that, that basically covers it. I mean, some people will say, well, oh, there's over a dozen areas of the brain. And I don't know. I think that's a stretch. It's a little bit of a stretch uh, from, from my uh, looking into literature on this. Okay. And what's so interesting about you is that you know all these studies and the psychology behind music, but you are also active as a singer, songwriter, and producer. And you did write and pro produce already more than 100 songs, especially for kids. So let's have a look on what can music do for kids, for parenting, and yeah. what did you inspire to come up with more than 100 songs? Yeah, well, uh, there's about 53 or 54 of them on a, on a website called Happy Kids Songs. And after I finished um, my work with JJ the Jet Plane, I decided, wow, I, I just feel so inspired. I mean, it's the kind of thing that wakes me up in the night, Jennifer, and here's another song popping in my head, and it's, I almost feel like I'm pregnant and I have to have a baby. So <laughs> that's the fun part about this. Is it's been part of my own spiritual path that I am opening up to being able to create in a way like I never could have imagined. So that's been the really fun part for me. But a specialty of mine uh, that... that it, It came about actually from, from reading a book and, and starting to understand all this new research about what we call social and emotional learning. And that is all about giving kids tools, tools for communication, conflict resolution, how to deal with bullies, you know, who doesn't have that problem, um, how, to, um, how to express feelings in constructive ways, how to chill when, when somebody's, you know, getting your goad, how to... Uh, maintain positive thinking. So these are all skills. These are these are things that children can learn. And what we found uh, is that, and literally thousands of studies on this now, is that if children can learn these social and emotional skills, it really, really helps their learning process. It helps them feel happier. And the bottom line, one of my little cute little aphorisms is happy kids learn better. So this gets us into brain research uh, very quickly. And what we know is that in the brain, we've got this little thing that's the size and shape of an almond. And it's called the amygdala. And it's part of the, it's the center of the emotional brain. And the amygdala is a, basically it's an alarm system. If you were to have a trauma, like, you know, you have a car accident, well, your amygdala starts to fire just as if there's a, a, a bear attacking you. Okay. So that's what some people know as the, as the sympathetic nervous system that lights up and it makes you experience danger, danger, danger. I need to do something. So what happens when kids are upset, they've been teased in the playground, for example, they come in They're trying to attend to what the teacher's doing on the blackboard. The teacher's teaching them how much three plus four is or whatever the deal is. That child's capacity for learning is hugely affected by the emotional stress they've just experienced. Same thing with a child that goes to school and his parents are fighting or his little brother is getting in his case or, you know, just name it, just run through all the different challenges 
that we all have as human beings trying to deal with this brain that allowed us to survive all these many years, you know, in terms of all the way back to prehistoric times, to how do we deal with these feelings? How do we deal with amygdala? And, and one of the terms used is flooding. And flooding means that your emotions are sort of getting the best of you and your capacity for learning is down the, down the tubes, your ability to connect, to be loving, to be you know, able to listen to somebody else or to learn. So bottom line is social emotional uh, skills are hugely important. And when programs have been, have been uh, implemented, as an example, into classrooms, into school classrooms, especially in the, but also in the upper school uh, range, what happens is that even though you're taking time away from academics, academic scores improve. You're taking time away from academics to teach kids about how to get along with themselves, how to have positive thinking, how to resolve conflict, how to deal with feelings, and the scores go up. And hundreds of studies have shown that now. So I sometimes like to use the analogy of computer memory. When, when, when kids are preoccupied by emotional stuff or whatever, they have far less memory or attention available for learning. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. So, so almost all of my songs have uh, lessons involved with them, but they're not sort of like slam at home kind of lessons. They're, they're stories, they're story songs, and um, most of them are sung by, by uh, children superstars uh, here in Santa Barbara where I live. So that is a very long-winded answer to, <laughs> to your question. Yeah, but very fascinating. So you already mentioned your website and you said that there are three free songs for everyone interested as well as an online webinar where you explain everything on an even deeper level. So can you give us some more insights here? Sure. So yeah, the, the songs in this, there are three Pretty free songs um, out of the 50 or so, and that's at happykidsongs.com. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's how people can get in touch with that. And and the I, I just say a couple more things about it, and that is that mm -hmm. that you know the songs include a variety of different styles because what's really cool as a songwriter is I get to kind of dabble into to uh, into rap and into rock and into pop and into country. And so, you know, and what's really beautiful for kids is that they love contrast. And what captures, captures the brain's attention uh, in the real world is basically when, when you see or notice change, that's when you take notice. The brain sort of doubles out when you're seeing or experiencing the same thing. I have a, a beautiful painting in my office, but I, you know, I hardly ever look, look at it. But if somebody were to turn it upside down or put a new painting up, I'd be, I'd be immediately attentive to that. So um, the songs are very specifically designed to uh, be, number one, really sophisticated, like adult-style adult music. I'm, I'm very blessed to have uh, the same arranger and composer that works with me after I've written the songs, and this person takes the songs to the next level. And he's someone who does the same for Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald and some of the some of the superstars that, that are, you know, being close to Hollywood here is quite a, quite a blessing. So, um, 
kids love to hear kids, other kids sing. And a lot of children's music these days is, um, it's filled with, uh, you know, an adult singer, that kind of thing and sing songy guitar. And I think that for years people have underestimated the, um, sophistication that kids really, I mean, kids are growing up pretty sophisticated these days and, and they don't want to listen to stuff that's, that's not really, um, you know, well-produced and has these kinds of stylistic variations and that kind of thing. And they can also learn about music too, because it's, you know, there's different instruments which are featured in songs uh, uh, in terms of instrumental solos and that kind of thing. So kids can learn about well, what's the difference between a trumpet and a violin and that kind of, that kind of stuff. So the other thing that you mentioned, if I can dive into it, is that there is a webinar that I have. The webinar is not connected with the songs. The webinar is actually for a separate project. And this particular webinar can be found at strongwilledchild.com. And strongwilled is hyphenated. And what I've been doing is, uh, in my quote spare time, uh, I have specialized in trying to help parents deal with kids who are strong-willed or kids who have behavior problems. And so what I've done is I've put together a free webinar uh, that's in connection with a nonprofit that I direct here uh, in Santa Barbara. And this webinar is pretty high-tech. I mean, it's a PowerPoint presentation. There's a lot of fun kind of cartoons and ways of, of helping parents to understand uh, some some important concepts about about brain research and brain science that have applications for how you want to parent. So that's uh, that's where the the webinar is. Great. So thanks for sharing that. And I was wondering because I'm really curious, Dr. Mac, can you say what's the content mostly in this kids songs? In the in the kids songs. Well, the content really is those social emotional learning tools. So I have a call, a song called Stand Up. And this is a hit all over the country, Stand Up. So what does that mean? Okay, so here's the research on bullying. What we know makes a difference. Well, here's, here's, here's what we know about, about bullying is that it doesn't take place in front of adults. This is stuff that happens on the playground. It happens when the teacher's out of the room. It happens at lunchtime. It happens when kids aren't being observed, of course, because they're a little bit sneaky about how they do that. And what fuels bullying is for there to be laughter on the part of other kids. So if I were to tease you and all the other kids around you were saying, you know, Jennifer, and it's like, and everybody laughs, you know, and so now there's payoff for the bully. And there's what we call the bystander, bystander effect. So a bystander is somebody who's kind of hanging out with those kids, and the bystander is the kid who might or might not laugh or you know, whatever, join, jump on, jump into the thing about, you know, how they're treating someone, teasing them or bullying them. And what we know then is if we can just get bystanders to put a stop to it, hey, that's not okay. That's not funny. You know, just to be able to interrupt the thing, walk away, don't pay attention to the bully because the bully is looking for attention and status and they're getting it in all the negative ways. But so... This song called Stand Up is, you know, stand up and, and, and speak your mind. Go stand up and say, it's never okay to be unkind. Enough's enough. Let's draw the line. 
it'd do a world of good if everybody could stand up for each other, stand up. So that's a really triumphant kind of chorus. And so what I'm trying to do then is make it a really kind of fun. And there's a, there's a whole rapper. I got a rapper singing most of the songs. So it's, it's kind of a rap song and it shifts into this, uh, this other issue around um, the, um, you know, how to stand up and what to do and that kind of stuff. So that's just one example. Um, uh, another example of a song is really specifically geared toward what happens when there is a problem between two kids. And sometimes it's not bullying. It's just the two kids aren't getting along, and, you know, and, and there's this whole mean girls thing that's happening with a lot of uh, with second and third grade kids. I've, I've done school consultations where I go and I facilitate groups and the kids are, you know, you know, picking each other, picking on one kid a week in a random basis. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So how can, how can people be so cruel? So when there are rubs in a relationship or between siblings or even between couples, what we have done, my wife and I, uh, who is also a, a psychologist like myself, we've poured through the literature and we figured out, well, here's a really good formula for how you get people to sit down and talk stuff out. And what we know from the brain research is that if I feel understood by you, you're not going to judge me for what I'm feeling. My feelings are what they are, you know, rather than you're fighting with me about this, that, and thing. But if I say, you know, that makes me feel sad. Well, if you have the ability to listen to me, my amygdala, which I mentioned before, that settles down. I feel better. I feel more connected to you. I feel more like, hey, let's start a new slate now. Let's kind of recycle the relationship rather than just tossing it in, in, the, in the trash can. So I sometimes do lectures for kids and I'll say, so how many of you guys know how to recycle bottles? And they raise their hand. What about cans? What about newspaper? Yeah, oh yeah, they recycle everything. How many of you know how to recycle a relationship? <laughs> and they go, what? Recycle a relationship? What does that mean? Put, put them in the blue bin? No, 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 no. We're talking about, okay, so you're upset with somebody, your feelings, they made you mad, they, you know. You're sad about something that happened or whatever, and you're able to sit down with them and talk this out. So coming back to your question, this, you know, this song called Talk It Out is a template for how it becomes a cool thing to talk stuff out. And that's a song that we actually use a tango to uh, present the material with because that particular style of music fit this, this uh, sort of lyrical ideas. So we, we wrote that song as a tight, as a, a tango and it's called talk it out. So those are, those are a couple examples. A, a third one, if I'll throw in, throw in one additional one is that we know that people uh, from all walks of life, this is true, just as true for adults as kids is when people are too hard on themselves or perfectionistic or they have a lot of negative self-talk, then what happens, again, back to the brain, is that if I have a negative thought, it will automatically, in a, in a small to medium way, it will activate and cortisol in my blood system. And those are stress chemicals. So we know that even to have a negative thought causes changes in the brain that have really important implications. If you have negative thinking over years and years, you are affecting your immune system, you're affecting your organ functioning, you're affecting you know, people who, who get depressed or anxious because of their negative thinking. 
they can have all kinds of problems in their relationships as well. So uh, I've got actually three different songs. That I one is called Go Away Bad Thoughts. <laughs> and then uh, a more recent one is Two Deep Breaths and a Positive, and a positive Thought. And that's, uh, that's, they're, they're very fun ways of entertain, entertaining people about how to, how to take their negative thinking patterns and try and turn them around. Mm, that is so interesting, especially recycling relationships. I think I have never heard this term before, but it makes a lot of sense for kids and for adults and even for entrepreneurs in business to sit down and really talk things out. So that yeah. was a cool inspiration, Dr. Mack. And you. before we started recording, you mentioned that you have uh, let's say a magical event coming up, an elementary school musical. Can you tell us a story about this musical and I where can to. people go to visit and enjoy the musical? Right, right. Well, uh, I, I'll toot my horn on a little bit. I just won three major awards for the musical and um, The productions are starting to happen, and I have a group that's probably going to be taking this uh, musical and putting it into lots of different elementary schools. But it's uh, it's about 65 minutes long, and it includes a really cool hunt. There's a sick dog at the side of the playground, and the kids go over, and oh my gosh, the dog needs the help of a vet, and and it's from a kid you know who owns the dog is from a poor family. So these kids are off on this huge adventure to try and and help the sick dog. And there's one kid who, who uh, loses their wits. And this funny little song about they lose their wits and, and uh, they need them. And another little girl has downloaded a, a, an eye gadget, which is this thing that Apple hasn't even you know, produced yet. This, she's downloaded it from her mother's uh, 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 secret place in, on her, in her computer. And so the kids play with this eye gadget and they travel to the moon and the ocean, whatever. And they're looking for the money to pay for that. And, um, and, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up the punchline for the whole story, but it's, it's basically, it's an adventure story, um, with eight main, uh, characters, uh, including one off stage who's, who's the voice of this eye gadget who I'm calling cheery, not Siri. And this is like an English sounding guy. And, uh, so it's a really kind of fun and entertaining way for kids to learn the same kinds of, of uh, themes that I was talking about. That song that I mentioned before called Stand Up is, is one of the songs. And, and also um, that song, uh, Two Deep Breaths and a Positive Thought. There's a free video that I would like to have people look at. And that's called, um, it's, well, the, 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 uh, the website is elementarymusical.com. That's just elementarymusical.com. And there's actually a free video of one of the songs that uh, has been highly produced. And it's a song called What Can We Lose by Loving? So if people want to go check out that song or download things, um, the play, boy, that would be great if, if more people could just know about and, and uh, put this thing together in theaters everywhere. I think it could help to make a difference in this world of ours. Very good. So I'm also curious now about the musical that sounds 
very interesting. And uh, thanks, Dr. Mac, for not uh, spoiling so how the story ends <laughs> in the 65 minutes. I'm sure there will be a lot going on. A lot to learn, yeah. And I have a personal question for you now to wrap this interview up because obviously your life is really driven by music and you mentioned that you won awards and you produce so many songs and still do and you also write them. So obviously there is a ton of creativity involved and also being in the flow and coming up with all this content because most people are just consuming content but then they stop instead of like, transforming what they learned all the inspiration they took in and really yeah transforming it bringing it out into the world like becoming a creator and you dr mac are really this high-end creator if i can say it like that so okay. can you give us some tips on how you incorporate music in your all-day life and maybe what can the listeners take away when they are entrepreneurs business people parents how can they include music in the all-day life to make them feel better to have smoother relationships to be more successful just in general what are let's say your best three tips best three tips about how to how to put music, more music in your life well it's just It's to sing with people. There's research that shows that it's really helpful to play, you know, any kind of musical instrument. Um, share music with other people. Uh, support people who are who are producing music in the world because oftentimes, especially in these in these in these late last 15 years, it is so so hard to make a living writing music because people expect it for free. You know, Spotify. You know. You, I write it can be listened to thousands of times and I'll make like, you know, uh, 12 cents <laughs> because, uh, you know, people aren't selling CDs anymore. So I think it's really helpful to, to support those who are, who are struggling to make a difference in the world through their music. That's a nice tip. Yeah. And to finally wrap this episode up, Dr. Mac, is there anything you can share to leave the audience really inspired for the day, like in a magical mood, maybe a quote you picked up somewhere or just something else you experienced that really sure. inspired you? And before you do, I wanted to Thank you so much for coming to Pure Mind Magic today and being my guest, sharing all these insights on music and how music can influence our brain into a in a positive way and also what music can do for kids and creating this amazing musical for elementary school. So thank you so much for all of that. Thank you, Jennifer. My pleasure. So, yeah, um, My final thought, this is maybe probably, this is probably one of the most important things that I share with clients all the time, whether it's adults or kids. The story is that we've discovered that there are millions of mirror neurons in the brain. We have 80 billion neurons and millions of them are mirror neurons. And it was originally uh, discovered with monkeys and then with human beings years later. But the latest research shows the following. You take any two people and you put them in a room And their brains are constantly fueling and feeling what the other brain is doing. And researchers are now saying, these are neuroscientists who say that emotions are contagious. So 
one of the most important things that we can do to help others as parents, to help people in in our lives who are friends or coworkers or whatever, is to take care of ourselves. And I don't mean that in a selfish way, but I mean in terms of getting enough exercise, getting enough sleep, learning about how to deal with feelings, being able to to heal ourselves through whatever self-soothing methods there are. It's so important for us to take care of ourselves on all those fronts. One of the most important gifts we give to anybody is to really tell, take care of ourselves, not in a selfish way, but in a self-serving way, because who we are really so importantly impacts everybody who's around us. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to today's episode with Dr. Mac exploring the magic of music on our brain. I hope you liked the episode and check out all the links below this episode to connect with him and find out more about him and his music producing business. Also, when you liked the episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Let them know what you learned from listening to this episode. In case you're really into podcasting and would like to grab a podcast listening journal where you can keep track of all the ideas, information and insights you gain from listening to podcasts, then you can get your copy today from Amazon delivered to your home. The link will be also in the show notes. It is designed by me. I did this because I couldn't find something like that and I definitely wanted to have one because I'm listening to so many podcasts and I'm learning so much from them. But it is important to write all this information down to not forget it and also being able to backtrack it later. All for now, I wish you a very magical weekend. Until next time, create some magic. Music